It's January 12, 2022, and uh, welcome to the new reality edition of Bite Mars Cafe right here on Hawaii Public Radio, where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. I'm Bert Lum. First up, we'll have Ellen Ng from the Hawaii Technology Development Corporation, and she is here to tell us about the upcoming virtual tech job fair. And uh, then we'll be joined by Kiala Peters from the uh, Chamber of Commerce and Kelly Uoka for, from uh, PAXA. And they're here to tell us about the uh, recent IT Workforce Development Initiative and survey. But now I want to welcome Ellen Ng. Uh, she's from the Hawaii Technology Development Corporation. She's uh, a frequent guest to Bite Mars Cafe because she's always uh, doing some kind of interesting event going on over there, at the, either at the Sandbox or at HTDC. Uh, but now this is about the annual Tech Job Fair. Welcome to the show, Ellen. Hi, Bert. Thanks for having me. And, you know, this is the uh, the annual tech job fair show, which typically, you know, pre-pandemic always took place right before the end of the year. And it was uh, an event that uh, might be over at the, I think, uh, the Japanese uh, Culture Center. And, and it was time so that all the uh, folks coming back uh, to Hawaii to enjoy the holidays could could uh, check out some of the, the booths and the jobs and the people that, would be participating in this, but since the pandemic, I think what has it has it uh, it's all gone virtual. And what last year? Did you guys have it last year? No, actually. Uh, so this is um, coming back after a two-year hiatus for us, um, and you know it's slightly different. Um, as you pointed out, for the last twenty years, we have done it in person at the Japanese Cultural Center and other locations. But this is our first time going virtual. And it's also our first time partnering with um, our great event partners, the Chamber of Commerce, and it's Hawaii is Hiring Initiative mm-hmm. to actually bring this to Hawaii. So we actually shifted it out as well from December to January uh-huh. um, because since it's virtual, like anybody literally across uh, the U.S. or even around the world can partic- participate if they're looking for jobs here in Hawaii. Great. Um, so, yeah, kind of, that's you know, uh, the approach that we took for this upcoming one. And so, so with uh, respect to going virtual, uh, Ellen, did you have to design a, a virtual experience? I mean, maybe you could help me. Dis- I mean, describe what the virtual experience might be like. Yeah, so we actually did some due diligence and we picked out a platform uh, called uh, Brazen that we will be hosting this whole entire event on. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of the companies participating would have virtual booths. Mm-hmm. So you know what you can envision would be. Um, job seekers or attendees going to the event um, and then, you know, trying to network with different companies in their virtual booths. Uh, but um, in addition to that, you know, we are also adding some form of engagement in terms of live sessions where um, the Chamber of Commerce, for example, is doing a presentation for us um, on the IT needs analysis uh, for Hawaii. We also have a featured speaker coming in to talk about how to develop a remote workforce um, as a guide for Hawaii's companies. So, um, you know, I think in terms of the experience, it will be pretty robust uh, for both job seekers as well as you know people in the labor market. Uh, for example, recruiters, um, HR, and so on, educators so, as well, I guess. Oh, that's great. That's great. So, so uh, again, what was the platform that you folks are using? Uh, it, it sounds interesting. Uh, we're like, using the platform Brazen. B R A Z E N. Oh, okay. And and it pretty much is all encompassing, where you can have, like you said, the booths as as well as uh, events that uh, could could uh, be featured and, and people could uh, witness, I guess, maybe a keynote speech or whatever. Correct. Oh, so great. they're live sessions and virtual booths. So in terms of the booths, uh, what uh, companies might be participating in, in some of your virtual booths? 
Yeah, so we have around 20, I, think, I believe it's 21 right now, my current count, and mm-hmm. it's still growing. So um, traditionally, you know, our, our focus was very much on tech companies specifically here in Hawaii. But as you know, you know, like we, we can count with maybe two hands, like the number of uh, pure tech companies here in Hawaii. So mm-hmm. we actually expanded uh, our reach to encompass uh, companies that, you know, are from other industries, but are hiring for tech positions and tech-adjacent positions as well. So um, the range of companies are actually really brought from healthcare to tech uh, to fi- uh, financial institutions as well. And we're also seeing you know, some retail and uh, manufacturing companies. And so somebody who might uh, participate, they can just kind of cruise around and see what uh, companies are represented there and then maybe jump into a booth and then uh, do the do the participants or the companies that are in the booth? Do they have like office hours, or are they pretty much there through the through the entire uh, event? Um, you know. Yeah. So so, so they... the events from nine a.m. to two p.m. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And you know, for some of the for most of the companies, I believe they will have a representative throughout the entire duration. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some companies that don't, um, you know, we have asked them to put up signs that say, "Oh, when will they be in the booth?" But uh, for the majority, I believe, you know, they will have a representative to make it more interactive uh, for um, attendees and drop speakers who want to actually connect with them directly. So what what we are envisioning right now is, you know, kind of speed networking sessions uh, between the recruiters of these companies and the drop seekers um, timed around like 15 minutes per candidate. So we're actually encouraging um, a lot of the attendees to sign up early so that you can create your profiles and, you know, set your times that you're going to be talking to these recruiters uh, during the day off. And so the recruiters will have, uh, they they represent the companies, but they'll have a one-on-one with the the person that's interested in that particular job. So they they have basically about 15 minutes to talk story and get to know each other. Correct. Oh, very Correct. good. And then what would you suggest for anybody, you know, going on and, 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 and maybe talking to some of the recruiters? What would they what would you suggest they be be prepared to bring along with them? Yeah, so actually that's why we're encouraging early registration because once you register early, we'll give you a link where you can set up your profile in the platform as well as upload your resume, um, LinkedIn uh, profile and things like that so that recruiters can actually start reviewing uh, your profile before the event and even reach out to you if they feel that, you know, your profile aligns with the position they're looking for. Mm -hmm, So. mm Yeah, so um, that can be done. Uh, alternatively, the candidate can also reach out to the job seeker to, you know, secure their place um, in the chat for the day off as well. So um, either way, I think it's it's pretty interactive where there's reach out on, there's outreach opportunities on both sides. Oh, very um, good. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, is there a is there a cost for this event? Yes, there is. So um, general administration, uh, sorry, gen- general admission is actually fifteen dollars, uh-huh. and then for students. It's going to be ten dollars. Oh, that's that's very reasonable. And so, where can people find out more information about the event coming up on the twenty first? Sure, it's going to be on our website. So it's htdt.org/slash/techjobfair. Mm-hmm. Very All good. All one word. I'll put that up on our show notes. That's Friday, January twenty first, and it's going to run from nine to two. Hawaii Standard Time, right. and I think it'll be a great right. event, and I'm, I'll, I'll probably kind of cruise around and, and, and check it out as well. Sounds very interesting. Thanks, awesome. uh, thanks, Ellen, for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. And, of course, we'll take a short break, and when we return, we will be joined by Keala Peters from the Chamber of Commerce and Kelly Uyoka from uh, PAXA, and, of course, we'll talk about the IT Workforce Development Initiative. This is Bite Marks Cafe. 
Support for Bike Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor Honolulu Waldorf School. Welcome back to Bite Marks Cafe on Hawaii Public Radio, and I'm happy to welcome Kiala Peters. Uh, she's the Executive Vice President of Education and Workforce Development over at the Chamber of Commerce of uh, Hawaii. And, of course, we've got Kelly Uoka. From, he's a president over at PAXA, and uh, they're here to talk about the, uh, uh, the development of the IT workforce here in Hawaii. I want to welcome you both to Bite Marks Cafe. Thanks, Bert. Hi. Thanks, Bert. So, Maybe um, I'll start with uh, uh, um, Keala. Keala, you know, what, what was the genesis that got this uh, IT workforce uh, survey done? And, and maybe you can share a little bit about, you know, how did it start and, how, you know, how many people were or how many companies were uh, asked to take the survey and, and uh, uh, what was the, the real kind of uh, uh, driver to make that happen? Yeah, so this fall, the University of Hawaii Community Colleges, Chamber of Commerce, Harold Kale Castle Foundation, we came together and worked with SMS Research to really quantify what the IT uh, opportunity is for Hawaii. We know that IT jobs represent um, not only a chance to really connect Kama'aina to in-demand high-wage jobs, but it also represents an opportunity to diversify our workforce. And so with this study, we wanted to quantify what is the opportunity. And then more importantly, we wanted to identify what the current supply and demand is for the IT workforce is so that we can take a look at what that gap is. What's the delta? How do we need to change what we're currently doing to make sure that we're preparing local uh, uh, residents to be able to fill these in-demand high-wage jobs that employers like Kelly have? And so uh, with the help of SMS Research this fall, uh, we did a number of things. We looked at labor market data for sure. Uh, SMS conducted executive interviews with about 15 uh, local uh, CIOs and uh, other executives, and then also engaged about 100 companies in employer surveys and asked them, what are the skills, what are the credentials that you look for in hiring folks today? What do you anticipate needing tomorrow? Um, what are the occupations that you have the greatest need for? And so all of that comes together in the IT workforce needs analysis that was just released in December. Uh, and this analysis gives us a number of things. Number one, it gives us some really concrete recommendations for action based on the data and the employer input. So we have concrete recommendations. Um, but it also gives us some specific uh, information, for instance, for the University of Hawaii and the DOE to now um, adjust their curriculum to make sure they're training folks in the way that our employers need. Mm -hmm. um, and then finally, it also gives local residents and students concrete information on where the opportunities are in the IT workforce. Yeah, that's great. That, and, you know, I, I, I wanted to uh, also get... Uh, Kelly to chime in here because uh, I, I wanted to have him on as a representative of the private sector and and Kelly when you when you saw this survey and and you saw the interest in terms of uh, IT workforce uh, maybe first off tell us a little bit about what Paxa does and and then maybe how you could perhaps see this survey helping to uh, build a workforce that that you you know need I mean as you go out there and hire people you may already be hiring people that are fully equipped to to jump into the job but maybe maybe not 
and how does this survey help to uh, frame that up and, and, and maybe it informs us what we need to do. Uh, that's a lot, lot of, a lot of uh, questions I just kind of packed <coughs> in there, but uh, Kelly, why don't you start with what, what does uh, PAXA do? No, yeah, so PAXA is a, a technology systems integrator. Uh, we partner extremely closely with companies like Microsoft, uh, Oracle, HPE, Dell. Um, and, you know, we provide <coughs> services um, to local organizations, large and small, that uh, focus on commoditized you know, IT implementation um, and consulting services. And so we definitely appreciate the work that was done um, by the chamber, and I've seen the survey in detail myself. Mm -hmm. In fact, had the opportunity to participate in, in providing some feedback, and it actually compelled PAXA um, to start a workforce development program of our own because, you know, we are a prime example of, you know, having to have this type of talent uh, employed. And our customer base is is very similar, if not almost the same. Mm -hmm. um, so we created a program that helps people, you know, who basically, I mean, can have you know, zero IT experience and get into the workforce quickly um, by getting, you know, on-the-job experience um, at the same time pursuing an industry-recognized certification that I think makes them uh, pretty employable. Uh, and this is, you know, a, a step above the entry-level IT certifications that you will see, uh, you know, in, in the commonplace. Uh, we're, we're heavily focused on a lot of vendor technologies that, as I mentioned earlier, I think have become fairly commoditized, and and the work is, is, um, you know, I, w I would say it's it's growing in complexity, but it's not as complex as it used to be. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of technology out there, such as cloud, that have helped, you know, advance a lot of um, organizational change and digital transformation. So. The survey indicated, you know, that a lot of the open positions now are positions available in Hawaii that are equitable. Um, a majority of them are focused on this type of uh, work that I'm describing. So, you know, our workforce development program, we're able to hire, um, I, I believe, one of the employees who's now thriving with us was uh, uh, affected by the pandemic. I think she was a massage therapist. Mm -hmm. And then another was a receptionist at an imaging laboratory, and, you know, who are now doing extremely well uh, with us, um, you know, who participated in the first round of our, our workforce development program. And we're proud of the work that, you know, we've done around that to help people who've come from, you know, been affected by the pandemic especially. So, so Kelly, with respect to uh, hiring qualified uh, employees, does uh, PAXA, I mean, up until perhaps uh, this this uh, survey and, you know, getting people together and, and identifying, you know, what the need in the in the uh, marketplace is, were you having a hard time finding people or uh, how was the, the pool of candidates that were available, let's say, prior to this initiative? Oh, no, yeah, it, it was, it's difficult always, Bert, as you know, in Hawaii, that there is, I would say, uh, a shortage of IT, you know, talent and personnel. Mm -hmm. And so, 
Yeah, prior to that, we, and we still have um, some challenges with, with regards to hiring some of the more advanced um, skilled worker in technology, especially around, you know, development and uh, cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. However, that said, I think, again, the, you know, the technology platforms that are available are kind of helping us close the gap a little bit. And that, that's across the board from how people can uh, get training, um, to achieve certification, but also um, to get into the industry quickly mm-hmm. is the technology is advancing to a point where, you know, you no longer have to build something yourself. These these vendors who are heavily invested in the concept of cloud have gotten, you know, gotten a lot of a 70% of the way there. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I think there's a that that's the emerging opportunity and it's helping us close the gap, albeit again, you know, for some of the really equitable, high-paying opportunities that do exist in Hawaii, um, you know, we still face a challenge there. Right, right. And, and Kiala, you know, in terms of the survey and the results of the survey, could you, could you perhaps highlight some of the uh, high-growth areas? Mm-hmm. I, I'm actually looking at some of your, your bullets that came out of the survey, and, you know, one of the, one of the interesting... Um, um, I think a high percentage uh, growth demand is uh, even things like uh, information security analysts. I mean, it's like a 94% increase in in uh, trying to meet that demand. Yeah, and so, you know, there's there's a great graphic in the study that breaks down three things. Number one, which are the IT occupations that Hawaii has the most positions in. So we know that there's software developer, computer user support specialist, and computer systems analysts. So those are the most positions. And secondly, we know which positions are the hardest to fill. So again, we have software developer, the most positions, but also among the hardest to fill. And uh, computer systems analysts, again, among the most positions, but also the hardest to fill. Mm-hmm. And then you mentioned cyber. So cyber falls into the category of where we see the most future growth may not be the highest number of positions per se, but when we think about training residents for you know the next phase of work, cyber is one of the areas where it's at. And so how do we train uh, uh, folks today at the post-secondary level so they can flow right into these uh, positions that we know uh, are going to be plentiful shortly? You know, and, and in terms of uh, uh, creating the kind of program that gets someone onboarded, like uh, uh, Kelly was describing, I think I want to uh, uh, have him talk a little bit more about that because I think that's, that's super important. So what we'll hold that thought. We'll be right back after this short break to continue our conversation with both Kiala Peters from the Chamber of Commerce and Kelly Uyoka from PAXA. And we're talking about the growing need for IT professionals right here in, in Hawaii. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor Ulupono Initiative. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe on HPR One. I'm Bert Lum. If you're just joining us, we're talking to Kiala Peters from the Chamber of Commerce and Kelly Uyoka from PAXA, and we're talking about information technology and the digital economy. And right before the break, you know, we were talking about uh, uh, just the the categories that I think were uh, viewed as 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 uh, potentially high growth because not only the the number of of uh, positions that are opening, but 
you know, that there are a lot of open positions that need to get filled. And and Kelly, you know, being being a, a company that is really always looking for people to uh, hire to address the, the needs of your clients, uh, describe your, your onboarding that really kind of took people that may be very kind of entry level and got them to be productive IT professionals. Yeah, so... The first step, I think, was, you know, attracting people. And again, during, you know, the time when when folks in displaced industry were most affected, we mm-hmm. kind of advertised, you know, an opportunity to learn on the job, which and, and also get paid for it, um, you know, immediately, again, with little to no IT experience or technology experience. And then um, at the same time, testing, you know, aptitude for participants to be able to, you know, take an entry-level attempt at an industry-based certification, I think was also attractive. So if they, you know, passed our aptitude test, which again, which was not rigorous at all, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it showed that they had the, the demeanor, the aptitude to help us, um, you know, engage customers because, again, we're paying these participants off from day one mm-hmm. um, and then dual, dual path them with getting the certification, which seemed to work, have worked out beautifully for the, the first round of participants. Um, granted, you know, Paxo is about a 100-employee company, so scalability and how many people we can help um, is always a challenge. Again, it's being funded, you know, 100% on our, on our own. Um, so with that, yeah, the onboarding component, Bert, was critical, but uh, all of the participants, you know, um, I, I don't want to say they didn't have any challenges, but they, they made it through without, an, with, without any major hurdles, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which kind of proved that, you know, this, this can work. Um, again, for those... Uh, positions and especially with this, you know, the study that was done uh, by Kiala and, and the team, I think it, it proves that we can fill a gap uh, locally, you know, with technology employment. So one of the things that, uh, you know, I do during my, my day job is uh, look at uh, the fundamental platforms upon which, you know, we build these industries and, and broadband and, and digital equity is, is part of that. And one of one of the exercises we did today was look at a sort of a vision statement around, uh, you know, meeting the digital literacy goals for Hawaii, and and one of them is, you know, to achieve a hundred percent digital literate uh, uh, residents and 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 citizens of Hawaii to be globally competitive. And and Kelly, I, I, this this question is kind of directed to you. You know, in terms of bringing people up to speed at being IT proficient and and working for Paxa, uh, it's more than just working for Paxa that serves companies here in Hawaii. I would imagine that, you know, the opportunity is for us to build that skill set. So a lot of the the IT professionals and the and the work that you do opens opens a broader market than just marketing to Hawaii. Absolutely. In in fact. You know, one of the goals um, with the workforce development program and kind of what we're doing is to afford, 
you know, those who have left Hawaii an opportunity to come back, Mm -hmm. Um, but also to attract, you know, other talent that, you know, now it's very possible to work remotely and then provide exportable services um, to other geographies. And and we've already done that. We've done some fairly sizable um, consulting and implementation work um, for other um, city and county uh, organizations stateside, mm-hmm. and in fact, even you know o- overseas a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it is it is very possible. And again, I think we're looking at a, a time where, as you know, Bert, you know the, the cloud and the the vendor um, investment in technologies like that are really going to help us. Um, uh, take, take it forward. So you, you feel optimistic that Hawaii could be a player in this digital economy, given, given our you know, isolation in the middle of the Pacific, you know, our small island, island community. Uh, but if we have the, the platform and the uh, devotion to achieving the kind of digital literacy across the entire population, you know, do you feel optimistic that we could be a, a, a real player in this market? Oh, I'm extremely optimistic. But, you know, that said, I mean, there are some some other, um, you know, potential roadblocks. I mean, broadband inequity, as you know better than anyone, that's something we have to address. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also, you know, close like like we talked about earlier, being able to close the skills gap rapidly, I think, is something that, um, you know, we we need to make an investment in and figure out how to leverage these you know, uh, vendors like Microsoft, like Amazon, like Google, mm-hmm. like Oracle, mm-hmm. you know, to, to also close another gap, which I, I look at it as a cloud inequity gap. I mean, our geography has certain limitations, right, as you know. I mm-hmm. mean, anytime we access a service that's, you know, not hosted here in the islands, Right. There's uh, a limiting factor, yeah, right? Yeah, there's that's across the ocean, right? right? And then there's, alongside that, Bert, there's a whole, there's, privacy concerns, you know, there's people who or customers and organizations that can't be where their data is hosted, you know, it, it does raise somewhat of a concern. So, um, yeah, there's some things we need to address, but I'm extremely optimistic because I've seen, uh, you know, be, being, uh, you know, one of uh, an engineer, you know, at heart and mm-hmm. seeing that we no longer have to really build our own thing here. Um, and I don't pretend like we could do it better than a Google or Microsoft, et cetera. Um, I think that gives us a huge advantage. So, Keala, you know, we have uh, about a, a minute or so, but uh, tell us, you have an event coming up, and you're going to be able to solicit input from a variety of uh, community stakeholders. So tell us about this event coming up. Yeah, you know, it goes beyond soliciting input. We really want to come together and, and, and start moving on some collaborative action so that we can, you know, develop pathways for local residents to, 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 to gain entry-level positions. The University of Hawaii and the community colleges are doing a lot to support this pathway into entry-level positions for local residents. Um, so on, on January 26th at 9 a.m., we're holding a virtual event for employers, community leaders to come together uh, and first find out about the analysis, but then, but then begin to really talk about and move towards the next steps uh, for action uh, to, to, to tackle some of the recommendations that came out of, of the study. Um, and so 
individuals can register for the uh, for the January 26th event at cochawaii.org under events. We're really hoping to bring stakeholders together who have a vested interest in building Hawaii's IT workforce. And we want people Thanks. who are committed to collaborating towards action. Kiala, I will put that uh, up on our show notes for later on. Kiala Peters is the Executive Vice President of uh, for Education and Workforce Development over at the Chamber of Commerce. Kelly Uioka is the President of PAXA. And, of course, I want to thank them for joining us today. Thank you for listening to Bite Marks Cafe. Join us next week when we'll talk to some of the makers from the recent Mana Up co- cohort. And, of course, if you miss any uh, part of this edition, you can find a podcast of tonight's show on BiteMarksCafe.org. You can also find the comments or provide comments or suggestions by e- emailing me at BiteMarks at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter. I'm at BiteMarks. Our engineer is David Chong. You can catch us on HPR One every Wednesday or anytime via the HPR app, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. You stay safe. You stay awesome. We'll see you next week on another edition of Bite Marks Cafe. Bite Marks Cafe.